I didn't tell Lucy what songs to sing or I didn't even know what songs she was going to sing until she sent them to me. But they really line up with like what I've been feeling and um, what I think God is doing, at least in my life and maybe in some of your lives too. Where it says, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. And in the darkest night, you are close like no other. Um, isn't that good? That in our darkest night, um, do you need help with that, Chucky? Uh, okay. So we're going to turn in the Bible to Genesis 1 1. So right at the very beginning, chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible's first verses describe God initiating something new in the midst of darkness and chaos. Let's see if it might speak into our lives today. Even though it was written thousands of years ago, looking closely at the details of how God is present to create and save in these verses could help us identify the Spirit's presence in our life and our world right now. Maybe some of us need a new beginning. Sometimes I need a new beginning multiple times a day. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, so Genesis 1, 1 and 2 says, In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So in most translations... So first of all, the Bible, you know, was written in a different language than English. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament was written in Greek. And some of the words that they would write in those languages, they had like meanings that are hard to translate into English. So the translators have done the best they can to come up with ways to make it make sense to us. But I feel like sometimes things are lost in translation, maybe depth um, or meaning or just like what the original, um, like the original meaning of what the original writers were trying to say. So in most translations, God is described as having already created. See how it says, God, when God created um, the heavens and the earth, but more literally in the Hebrew, it can be read as in the beginning of God's creating. Now I'm going to stop real quick to just do a little side note. This world is amazing. <laughs> God created an incredible masterpiece. And I feel like the creation, I don't know how it was created as far as like in seven literal days or in seven, however long I wasn't there. But what I do know is that God created and he is still creating. You know, every time you see a sunset, that's a new creation from God. Every single morning that we get to wake up, that's a, every new day is a new creation of God. And I think that's incredible. And that's, I sometimes forget that in the day-to-day, -day, you know, mundane stuff, not wanting to get out of bed because it's warm and cozy, but <laughs> um, God is still creating. That's just kind of off my notes, but I just wanted to share that. 
So in the beginning of God's creating the world, what were things like according to this verse? So back to the verse. What were things like in verse um, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2? Void. Mm-hmm, void. Yeah, fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, without form. Mm-hmm. Darkness. Mm-hmm. Dark. Lonely. Yeah, that does feel really lonely when you think of it like if you picture it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Robin. He needed a Robin. <laughs> um, so formless and void, fuzzy, I like that. Darkness over the surface of the deep. Um, the formless void in Hebrew, this is a fun word to say. Bobby is way better at saying it than I am. Like it like rolls off his tongue. I struggle with it. But the word is tohu vabohu. If he was here, he'd be correcting me. <laughs> but tohu vabohu. It's kind of fun to say. Just a tongue twister. And that's what the word was that was translated into formless and void. And it actually can mean like if they had the original meaning of that word is emptiness. Like you said, Robin, confusion, that which is laid to waste chaos. So Mm. if you think about the chaos of that, Mm -hmm. Um, and then darkness is symbolic for negativity as well in the old Testament, right? And is often paired with, sometimes it's paired with predatory animals, death, the absence of God or threats. So if you think about um, in the beginning of God's creating, you know, he was hovering above this chaos of emptiness and darkness, which doesn't feel very encouraging or beautiful. So that was when the earth was created according to this you know, into the creation in Genesis. So do things ever seem that way now? Or has everything changed? Are we out of the tohu vabohu, you guys think? Not when you say chaos. Mm-mm. No, it's just a different kind of chaos. Mm-hmm. Different kind of chaos. Yeah, right? <laughs> Did you want to share something? Yeah, I, I'm not exactly what you're saying about tohu vabohu. Oh, isn't that hard? Yeah. It means emptiness, confusion, chaos, that what is, which is laid to waste. Um, it could mean like a void, but it's more like a turmoil. Like a, you can think of something that's chaotic and empty. That does, sometimes that doesn't go together, but in this, in this place it does. So, um, it, like when there's darkness, because I know that um, my room is empty at the end of my unit. Wow, yeah. And it was dark, and, but it was chaotic because mm-hmm. there was so much need. Mm-hmm. There was so much need. So you it was like know, a screaming and, emptiness. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a need, and I wonder what that was. That, that, yeah. I bet. That makes sense. I think with that question, it's really personal for most people because some don't know Jesus and don't know the Lord's order. And other people like know the Lord's order, pray for the Lord's order, and are disobedient. Mm-hmm. And what the Lord tells them. So it's really like if you're an emotionally led person or if you're a spiritually led person. Yeah. I think sometimes, yeah, I hear what you're saying there. I think sometimes too, we can be doing all the right things 
and our whole bottom falls out. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it feels no. like no. chaos. And, um, and that's where your prayer is like, on yes. earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. Right. Happen in heaven, happen in heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on earth as it is in heaven. That's right. So what are some like ways that the chaos or the tohu, tohu vabohu, like manifests today? What ways of formlessness or emptiness or darkness can you guys identify today? The void of God. I mean, I think it's what I was talking about. Yeah. It was very void, but um, not just the actions of sitting in there. Oh, yeah, there's so much of that. You know, where it's just okay to do that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's drugs or if it's TV or if it's food or if it's your phone or mm -hmm. if it's a relationship or any of those things, we're so willing to sit and have chaos to avoid that feeling. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think of like, like incarceration, how there's so many people like locked up like animals. That feels really chaotic and it feels really hopeless to me. Feels like the powerful are winning sometimes. Yeah, debt. Yeah, totally. Feel like you're never gonna get out from under it. Feels really big and God forgives debt, right, Jessica? <laughs> yeah, what an awesome testimony. God, we need that impartation for all of our people. Forgiveness of debt. Um, like people who struggle with mental health disorders, mm -hmm. that can feel really hard for them and feel like that's like an empty, chaotic thing, right? Um, sickness, especially with somebody we love or when our, we are dealing with a sickness that we're praying for and we're not seeing healing. You don't have a home. Yeah. Oh, if you don't have a home. Yeah. You don't have a place to land. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that can feel really tohu as well. I don't know if I'm using that in the right tense, but I'm using it. Tohu bob bohu. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Even change is like in the beginning scary and then yeah. a little messy, and then in the end it turns out beautiful. Yes. So like change itself is is kind of that. So yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I know sometimes when change comes, we dig in our heels and like, ah, we're having to be drugged to it, right? Yeah. But then, like you said, a lot of times it'll turn out beautiful, but it's scary when we're in the middle of it. Do you ever feel the darkness? So it referred to that and it referred to the darkness. When and where, I guess this is kind of the same question almost. When and where do you notice the darkness? Um, I feel like the isolation that has been brought on by COVID has been felt really dark. And I'm sure wherever you go. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, it's just it's like, when you see somebody without a mask, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, but, um, you know, just uh, like forgetting your mask, feeling so like, there's so much judgment if you accidentally, because I have. <laughs> Yeah. Accidentally throw out my mask. I'm like, I have to go home. <laughs> yeah, I have forgotten it too. Do you ever do yeah. the turn around in the parking lot? Like, oh, you right. get out and you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty soon you won't be next Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. mm -hmm. um, yeah. Chaos, isolation, hopelessness. Last week was a really heavy week in a lot of ways and probably for a lot of you too. But one of the things that I experienced that felt really dark to me and felt really hopeless is I was in a doctor's appointment with a dear friend of mine and she was getting diagnosed with breast cancer. That was when she received her diagnosis. Like I said, they haven't done the biopsy. So hopefully it's not breast cancer, but they told her that that's what she has. And as I was sitting in the doctor's office with her and with the doctor saying, you know, get your affairs in order, I got a message saying that one of my dear friends passed away from cancer. So sitting in there facing this with my living friend, I get noticed that a friend of mine who's been fighting um, really hard and, and really having hope, she was seriously like a ray of sunshine on her hardest days even. I don't know how she did it other than by the grace of God, but she passed away. And so she's with God now. So that's the happy part, but it felt really heavy. It felt really chaotic. It felt like, to me, um, the maybe not the foundation, but felt like the floor being pulled out, like the unknown, like all the things we don't have control of, right? Everything. Everything, and that's why God is our rock, and that's why when everything feels like it's shaking, we can look to Him, and He really is a solid rock, and He is, doesn't change. So that's really. Hopeful. So I'm going to reread Genesis 1-1 um, using the creating instead of creating created. It says, in the beginning of God's creating the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God, this is the hopeful part, guys, it's part of life. <laughs> the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So right there in the chaos and in the darkness, God is creating something right there in that place of, um, like Robin said, like a chaotic emptiness, God is hovering and God is creating and God is right there. There is no darkness too dark for him to penetrate. Not even the darkness of an unformed world. Isn't that cool? That's like the darkest that I think we could ever have is the darkest of, a, you know, an unformed place. And he is there. Um, can any of you guys see signs that God may be up to a new beginning or creating something in places of chaos and darkness around you or in your life? Have you ever experienced that? I, I recently have been looking at um, like stories about people who um, have had Hardest, 
That's that change she's talking about. Yeah, but God is creating new. Mm -hmm. Almost kind of like, yeah. So, oh, go ahead. it's good to make healthy healthy changes in our life but um i think it's also important to realize i had to realize this and understand that even if you're doing all the wrong things god is still hovering mm -hmm. and he's still with you not to say that's that's awesome that you know you're making really good choices and it sounds like you're on a really good like trajectory a really good path towards Good stuff. Oh. Heavy. It has been a really hard year. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's so good. Maybe this is for you, this word. <laughs> Um, so God is starting something new in our lives, right? So what is God doing there in the darkness at the beginning? In the midst of the chaos and darkness, it says the spirit of God was moving. We might think of this as the spirit hovering. The Hebrew word, remember that original language it was written in? The Hebrew word is rehab. That's a lot easier to say than yeah. the other one. Rahab means to brood or to hover in a relaxed way or to flutter, move, and shake. Other, other places in the Bible, these words are used too. Like the word Rahab is also used in Deuteronomy 32.11. And it's used in this way. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that hovers over its young or Rahab over its young, he spread his wings and caught them. He carried them on his pinions. This describes a gentle action that shows God is present in a tender, respectful way. God is not forcing anything or busting down doors or imposing a strong arm of authority. So he's not coming in and like knocking you over in a bad way. God's, oh, go ahead. Okay. Do you guys notice any signs of the spirit hovering? Like God's spirit with you? Have you ever experienced that? Like you're going through a really hard time and you notice like God's gentle, unexpected peace or his special presence. And it could feel very comforting. It's going to be respectful. It's going to be exciting maybe sometimes. 
like all of a sudden maybe you're rejuvenated today when I was going to get up here and speak I was really tired <laughs> I'm still kind of tired but I even sat in the chair over there and just like worshiped and prayed and almost fell asleep <laughs> but um I feel God's spirit right now I feel like what he's doing is he's trying to He's breaking into places maybe that that we've closed to him. So if there's places in you like of the chaos and the darkness that for whatever reason, sometimes we close off places because we've been hurt or because things have happened to us and we're afraid to let God touch those places. But um, I feel like that's what he's going to begin today for you, for us, for all of us, for me and for all of you guys is kind of going in in a gentle way to places that need deep healing. And that's really exciting. <laughs> it can be hard, but it's really exciting. So God said in, in Genesis 1-3, we're going to move on to Genesis 1-3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So this is Genesis 1-3. And something really cool that I, I marvel at sometimes is God made the sun and the moon and the stars on the fourth day, according to this. So when he said, let there be light, it's not like he created the sun. It's a different kind of light. It's, um, it's not the sun, but it's a creation of a light that illuminates us in our darkest times. It's a creation of a light that penetrates that tofu, bofu, whatever it is. <laughs> it, cre it penetrates that chaotic darkness. And God's in that verse in Genesis 1, 3, where God said, let there be light. And there was light. God speaks and God's word brings light into the darkness. Recall that before this light, the spirit was present hovering. So did the chaos and the darkness to change in any way before God hovered and spoke? Did the chaos and the darkness have to change? Do we have to get ourselves out of our crap before God can hover over us? No, no way. No, no way. Did the darkness and the chaos deserve the light that God spoke? Did they do anything to perform to deserve God's light? No, nothing. He spoke and there was light, not because of something that was, that happened, but because of him and who he is. And he's doing that for us too. In your darkest places, in your loneliest, in your saddest, that's super heavy what you said, Julie, about losing so many people last year. That is, that's so heavy. That's too heavy for people. That's too heavy of a load for people to carry. And when we try to carry loads that are too heavy for us, we crumble. Because remember, we weren't made to carry it. Because God is with us hovering over those places. And he will lift those burdens. And he will say light to those places where there's darkness. I want you guys to remember that. Um, there's so much grace in this text. It's the heart of this text. You know, God speaking into the darkness and saying, let there be light. There's so much grace in that. And God's grace is, um, we don't have to work for it. So I think sometimes we need God to show us how God is creating or how the spirit is hovering right now in your lives. I want to encourage you to be on the lookout for how God is present with you in your life. 
where you feel the darkness, sometimes where you feel the darkness the most. God is present in that place. God's spirit is hovering over you and God is ready to speak and bring light into your life right now. So um, does anybody here need God to speak and bring light into our darkness? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's super cool. That's like a... <laughs> That's awesome. That's like literal light that we can see, right? I love that. Um, it's so love and acceptance, you know, it, it, like for me, I just feel like that I belong. I'm having reprieve. It's like God has me yeah. saying that I'm okay. Like, um, like you said, I don't have to really do anything mm -hmm. to have that, but I get reprieve for a long period of time for, um, my addiction and, um, I'm having that now and I'm having my focus on different things and I'm growing. Righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. So God is our rock and our fortress, even when things feel like the bottom's falling out. So God, I thank you for every person here and every person on Zoom. And sometimes we don't see what you're doing, God, and you're hovering, but we don't see you. And I pray that you would show us what you're doing. I ask for you to speak to our hearts and bring light into the darkness. If there's situations that people are dealing with that feel too big and too heavy and too dark, God. I just ask that you would speak light into those dark places. I thank you that we don't have to do anything or perform or get better or gooder or um, we don't have to be perfect to come to you because you come to us in our mess and we can be tore up from the floor up and you're still hovering. God, and you're still with us. I pray that you would strengthen us today in a way that only you can, that you would fill those empty places in people that, from people that they've lost, that you would help to carry the burdens that people are trying to carry their own that are too heavy for them. 
that you would lift those burdens off of their shoulders because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And we come to you, God, because we are weary. We're weary, God, and we need your love and your joy. We need your joy, God, and your peace. And we need you to speak light into those dark places. We love you, God, and we know that you love us. And I pray that you would help us to do whatever it is you're calling us to do. Give us strength and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. So we can, does anybody else want to share anything before, I, before we move the chairs for communion? We can add or discuss. Well, we can move the chairs and, oh, go ahead, Julie. trying to get shelter. Pray that you would give them shelter from the storms. I lift up their hearts to you, God, and those places that have been hurt by other people being mean to them. Pray that you would heal those places. The places where their hearts have grown cold towards people because of the cruelty they've experienced. I pray that you would warm those places in those people's hearts. You would protect them, that you would give them shelter. And I lift up the people who kick them out and the policies that are in place to make people even just leave shelter from a storm. And I pray that you would speak to their hearts, that the places that are hardened in their hearts towards their brothers and sisters, that those places would become soft. And whatever policies need to change so that people are put first, I pray that that would happen in Jesus' name. And that you would shine your light and speak your word of light over those chaotic things in Jesus' name. Amen.